Greetings and salutations, and welcome to Recasted, the only podcast that is all work and no play, which makes for an interesting movie. And if that didn't give the movie away, then I don't know what will. (laughs) Our last episode of Stephen King Month. We have, with us, the caretaker himself, Hassa. Hello. Is she a ghost or is she real? Danielle. Wait. Am I the woman in the bathtub then? I don't know. Oh, Chris. And I am going to make a ton of Simpsons reference throughout this whole podcast. Oh, yeah. They did yes. do this. Yes. Halloween is nearly upon us. Or maybe you just want to watch some scary movies. We don't judge. But we went ahead and finished off the horror-related month by doing the most widely acclaimed of all the Stephen King stories. So let's do at least 100 retakes of this opening. <laughs> As we recast the Stanley Kubrick adaptation of Stephen King's novel, The Shining. Ah, yes, The Shining. The Shining. The hundred takes that completely destroyed Wendy, or uh, Shelley Duvall. Yeah. Poor Shelley Duvall. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred takes. Yeah, wasn't she like isolated as well or something? Yeah, so... Did you, do you have fun facts about how shitty Stanley Kubrick was to her? Um, no, but we were going to talk about it anyways. Okay. I realized. So let's, let's talk about The Shining first. This is The Shining. Mm-hmm. It is an amazingly detailed Stephen King book that is really, really long. And mm-hmm. this is not correct. This is very, very incorrect. Um, almost purposefully sometimes from yes. Stanley Kubrick. Um, so I didn't put it in fun facts. We can talk about it now. It's basically... Stanley Kubrick doesn't like Stephen King's novel. He likes the plot. He doesn't like the novel. Thinks the writing was terrible. Oh. And Stephen King doesn't like the movie. Oh, he hates the movie. He hates it with yeah. all. Which is why it was surprising that they did Doctor Sleep, which is a sequel. Yeah, but they... but Kubrick didn't do Doctor. No, Sleep. I know, but no. still, he, he could have I been think like he didn't like Kubrick's ver- version of it. Yeah, I know. That's what I've heard. But yeah. yes, there was a lot. A lot of fun facts revolved around the fact that basically it was always uh, Stephen King just shitting on this movie. Oh, okay. he said, and he says the same thing that I'm going to say. The, the visuals are stunning. What about like the eeriness and that music? That the music, the music is, is right from the get go. It's like this is creepy. Mm-hmm. But I, okay, we'll get into this. We're, get, we're, we're talking about it. We're, get we're into, it. into it. Yeah. yeah. I just don't find this movie scary. It's not really scary. And people call it like the one of the best horror movies. And I was just like... I'm actually currently trying to look it up. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It, it's on like a bunch of top tens. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't find it scary. And I know we, we'll talk about this more. But Jack Nicholson is great. But you can tell well, Jack, he's going to go insane. Well, Jack like, Nicholson is kind of scary. He's, he's always kind of had that way about him. And I was more scared for Shelley Duvall because she just looks terrible in this movie, which I know she's supposed well, she to. She looks terrified. Mm-hmm. And she's terrified the whole time. Yeah. Which is actually a great choice, I think. I agree. Like, it wasn't... I saw it a very long time ago, and the first time I saw it, it wasn't really that scary. But I don't know. It's like it's actually probably one of my favorite movies. Not it's not like top ten or anything, but it's definitely I've seen this movie quite a few times. And like if you're a horror fanatic, you have to see this movie. I guess, but I just there's a lot of ideas that they've used for it. They even used Mm -hmm. part of it in Passengers. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. Which Passengers I thought was gonna go eerie, and then it was just like, what the hell? No, this is just straight up stalker. Yeah. (laughs) And they've used ideas from this. You never saw that movie. 
No. It's the bar scene. They use the bar scene. Yeah, in the, the the bartender looks and sounds, and they film it just like Lloyd, just <laughs> like those scenes, and you expect something creepy and weird to happen, but it never thing. And this does. is also in Ready Player One. Remember yes. how cool that See, was? That was used that amazingly was cool. well in Ready Player One. Yes. Yeah. I think, and that's not in the Ready Player One book. No, I know. Right. It's not. I thought they go into the They mo- go into movies, but they never go into The Shining. They go into, like, war games yeah, and, like, Python. Oh, right. Because you right. had to go in and do all the lines. Yeah, has, yeah I remember that. But, like... I'm pretty sure for its time... Which in a movie. <laughs> for its time, this movie was probably a lot scarier. That's part of the problem. Well, so horror movies have definitely evolved. It's And it's more based on, like, a really slow burn. And it's, and it's more eerie than mm-hmm. anything. Well, and see- unnerving, because the woman in the bathtub... Is like, oh, it's the sexy woman, and then she, she's not. She's, she's old, rotting. Yeah. yeah, the old lady in the bathtub. Yeah, but like, and the kids. Those two, the twins are creepy. Not in the book. Also, not twins. I know, I know, but they look because like they're twins. eight and ten. Yeah. Oh, really? They look very similar. Yeah, because well, they're great. supposed to be twins in the book or in oh, the movie. Okay. In the okay. movie, they're supposed to be twins. Okay. No, in the movie, they say the. I thought two little girls that were eight and ten. Oh, oh. everyone always gets that wrong. They look like twins, though. They, they do. Look they dress so... the same, I know. and they're almost the same height. Yeah. But like some of it, just I I I know the book has way more way more. backstory of it because some of it just doesn't really make as much sense, which makes it creepy as well. Because there's the whole weird dog person going down on some guy. Yep. So, oh, yeah. and then there's the guy that says "great party," and you find out that that was the original owner. Yes, but you don't find um, that out in the movie. Jesus, just read this stupid book, and I cannot remember his name. I also think it's because why isn't The Shining? It's like based more around like these powers they have and all this more so, supernaturalist. And then this movie is trying to be more like a horror movie. The Shining mm-hmm. book, yeah, is a haunted house book. Oh, it is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the fact that Danny has The Shining is just an added flavor. Oh. Um, so the thing is, Jack is a drunk. He's a terrible father, mm-hmm. terrible husband, shitty all-around person. Perfect for Jack Nicholson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> he plays great shitty people. I know, but he's a good guy. Oh. He's not like, a terrible person <laughs> in life. Um, but it's the fact that they go there and get isolated and the the hauntedness and evilness that is the overlook hotel finds something that they can eat in danny to sustain them they want danny to be there Mm -hmm. so they can kill him and then be sustained by him right but there and so they can't get to danny directly because he's too powerful so they go through jack oh because they can get him through his weakness of drinking oh which is a huge plot line in in the book Mm-hmm. But they even talk about, like, we could have gone, like, if you fail, we're just going to go through Wendy. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they don't care. They just want Danny. Mm-hmm. But the, And, like, a major part of the second half of the book is the fact that Jack has to fight with himself and fight with the hotel about, no, you want me. I You want me to be the manager. Then mm-hmm. the, the hotel's like, yeah, yeah, we want you. But you need to kill your son. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Because they don't care about Jack. Which is why mm. in Doctor Sleep, in the movie anyway, he was the bartender. And why mm. Grady is a bar like a, a waiter. Mm-hmm. Because they tricked him saying, oh, you're going to be the manager of the hotel. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't. Because oh. the, the hotel is just evil. Yeah. Yeah. So. 
Room 237. 217. Yeah. <laughs> and you can stay at this hotel. Yeah. It's, what was well, it called? Well, it's multiple different hotels. Okay, no, so no, the, the outside. Front of it. The, outside the outside is, is in is Portland, I think. At, uh, Hood. The, Mount Hood. Yeah, it's yeah. the Timberland Lodge, I think. Yeah, yeah something yeah. like that. They do like a shining... No, Timberline. Timberline. That yeah. was it. But you can, yeah, you can write near Halloween or on Halloween. Yeah. You can stay there and they have this whole shining thing, mm-hmm. costumes. because yeah, they know. Big party. Yeah. But like a, a weird thing is like they obviously didn't know at the time because one of the reasons why it, it's a different room number because it's 217 mm-hmm. in the book, 237 in the movie is because there is a room 217 in the hotel and the hotel was worried that people wouldn't want to stay there. Yeah. After they saw the movie. However, now oh. I'm sure they're kicking themselves. They probably changed <laughs> oh, yeah. it to 237. <laughs> or they have a 217 and everyone mm. wants to stay in that room. It's yeah. just the shining room, right? Yeah. So Do you want to stay in the shining room. <laughs> I know. They're like, people aren't going to be nostalgic for these things when yeah. they're older. Yeah. Oops. Yeah. And now they even, yeah, as you said, they do a shining night. <laughs> yeah. Right. So I think that'd be so cool. A night, that's what, six hours from where we live? <laughs> let's do it <laughs> probably closer to seven yeah still it's like a, almost a five hour drive to portland yeah there you go i used to do it quite often yeah anyway so i know it's normally danielle who reads the book for this one but i know right not a stephen king book reader i don't think i've ever read any of no, them no i know that's why i'm saying that not Stephen king fan because you've never actually read one of his books you could be his books are amazing no i know i just I... they just have issues I just have so many other books I'm reading. And he right likes now. to blow things up. He does. Because yeah. that, that I know. The, I'm the end glad of this you one. said up. He likes to blow things. <laughs> Boom. Well, technically, at this time, he was an alcoholic, so he probably blew a lot of breathalyzers. Oh, <laughs> really? Yeah. He oh. was a full on alcoholic at this point in his life. Shit. Uh, functioning, but still an alcoholic. Hmm. And, like, that's one of the reasons this. There's a fly. Okay. okay. That's one of the reasons why this this book has so much of that in it. Oh. And why then Dr. Sleep has so much of... Recovery? Which is the sequel to yeah. The Shining. Has so much of the recovery part of it. Because he recovered. He got better. Have you seen Dr. Sleep? Mm-hmm. No, not yet. It's really good. Hugh McGregor's in it. Oh, you no. see his butt? <laughs> oh. Yes, you do. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> Jeez. Um, but yeah, like, for me, this... I've, I've read this... I know I, I read it the first time before we watched it the first time. Because I had never seen the movie until you showed it to me. Yeah. Years ago. Yeah. So I read it the first time and then we watched I think we watched it then I read it. One of the two. Um, can't remember. But like there's so many weird little details mm. that obviously, like as you said, Kubrick didn't like the book. Like I swear to God, Kubrick put little details in this movie to piss Stephen King off. <laughs> Probably. Like the beginning of the movie... Jack's VW Bug is the right car, the wrong color. Like, they went out of their way to get a bug yeah. and then made it the wrong color. Hmm? Right? Why do they, they hate each other so much? <laughs> I don't know, because it's also weird because this is... Uh, I, don't have, I don't have it down. I don't know where it is. But, like, this was Kubrick's first horror film. Mm. Does he, he have other horror films? No. This is, say, like, this is the only time he's ever done a horror film, yeah. and basically he just, yeah, he, he, the way I read it, it's in one of the fun facts, but I don't have it down, so I'll tell it anyways. Okay, so it's not a fun fact. It's just it's a basically thing. when Kubrick was looking for scripts, he would read through books and whatnot, and if he didn't like them, he threw them against the wall, so his secretary would be able to tell, 
apparently he picked up Stephen King books and the secretary never heard anything go against the wall. So she's like, oh, he found his next thing, which was The Shining. Mm. But okay. apparently, yeah, they just... Uh, it, it's to do with, like, the, the characters yeah, and the way they're portrayed and then all the changes they made. Like, that's the big thing about it. Isn't that the biggest thing with Stephen King's books? Like, people change the characters too much and that's the biggest part of his stories is the characters? Nope. Yeah, that, that has been a problem. But the thing is, like, you do need to take stuff out of some of his books. Well, yeah, they're, right. if they're that like big. It. Yeah. What, what should you take out of it there, Hassa? I don't know, maybe the... <laughs> 13 year old people having sex in a sewer that's probably a good reason with the, with the one girl with, yeah <laughs> the five people having sex with one girl yeah good old stephen king and you know i would have been okay if they were all just screwing each other but they nope. all shouldn't be just screwing nope. the one they girl all, they all took turns with bev yeah that's gross <laughs> they were also 13 yes that's yeah. wrong too anyway <laughs> um but like there's a lot of parts in this where jack is he saying that and it sounds weird because i think i'm talking oh i'm jack. talking about the character no i'm talking about the actor no well, both, I'm talking, like, both jack yeah. nicholson and um jack torrance jack torrance and then danny was also danny yep, yep. wendy was the only wendy and shelly were the only ones that didn't have the same names yeah. mm. but he was he re so halfway through not halfway through somewhere near the middle of the book he um decides to throw his play away that he's writing yes, the reason he wanted to do this in, and decides to write a book about the Overlook. Um, and then that sparks off a whole bunch of other things, and he finds a scrapbook, scrapbook. and he, you know... They show the scrapbook in the movie, yep. but they never find tell us where he found it and everything like that. And, yeah. Well, they so. also talk about the boiler once. And he and doesn't do anything. No, Shelly does it. Shelly does it. <laughs> Shelly Duvall does yeah. it, and then they never talk about it again. Yeah. So the yeah, that's how that's the big what, thing. That's how the book the boiler oh. the boiler explodes at the end of the movie, and that's mm. what kills Jack, and lets Wendy and Halloran and Danny get out. Mm. So which okay, Halloran, Halloran, let's talk about this. Poor Scatman, <laughs> poor Scatman. <laughs> I'm but, gonna come from Florida. Axe. <laughs> not even thirty seconds into the goddamn. <laughs> Hello, axe to the stomach. You're dead. Ha. Huh. What was the point of this? Other than that he brought another snowcat. That was the point, I guess. But that was just a stupid point. Mm -hmm. Like, <laughs> didn't, why didn't he use his shinning powers? <laughs> oh, Willie. <Yeah. laughs> right, he's got stabbed in the back a lot. Willie? Yeah. Willie. Yeah. Well, well, not I, again. I think in that one Treehouse of Terror, he got killed in every single well, By story. being axed in the back. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> Every like when, they were, when the, the, the teachers were eating the kids. Yeah. Like, Don't worry, I'll oh, save yeah. you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, call that an axe to the back. But like Halloran. Halloran's a much bigger part of the Yeah, of the, of but the he book. also survives. He also survives. Um, but yeah, like he, like you, like you get a bit of his life back in Florida before Danny actually yells at him across the country. Um, you get a big, long conversation between them at the beginning mm -hmm. in, a, in 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 Dick's car for all of all things, um, which I think they did that better in the movie. Yeah. When he says, "Hey, do you want? To, can I give him some ice cream?" And yeah. they go, "Yeah, of course, give him some ice cream." And then they sit down and talk. Yeah. I think that's much way better done than, "Hey, come help me move my bags and come sit in my car for twenty five <laughs> minutes while I talk to you." Come like, come here, five year old. Yeah. <laughs> 
Who's, so. in, the, who's in the car with Dick? <laughs> is that a five-year-old? Uh. And, but the thing is, like, Dick in the book, Dick, and even in the movie, Dick teases Danny about taking him to Florida yeah. with him. And then, and then he gets into his car, and Wendy's like, I think Dick may be taking... Oh, no, they're just sitting there. And then that's it. Like, there's no concern for this mom. Yeah. Okay, so this is going to sound weird, but when I was watching this movie, it's like, I wonder if there's any place that actually does this where the hotel shuts down and they just have one person... I'm sure there is. I was like, that actually sounds awesome. I'm every, sorry. Every time I read this book and watch this movie, I think the exact same thing. I'm like, I would love that job. <laughs> I feel like that'd be an awesome job. Like, as it long as you be. had, like, internet. And they had TV, clearly. Yeah. But as long as you had, like, internet, like, that'd be amazing. Yeah. It does sound cool. But then this movie always made me think, like, did they go stir crazy and just, like, fucking start killing Well, I think that's what they... There, there's our first step for, by the way. <laughs> But I think that's kind of what the they first talk about, yeah. right? Ullman talks about it where he's like, yeah. well, I need to tell you this. And I'm like, why the hell are you telling this guy this? <laughs> oh, by the way, one of the caretakers just straight up murdered his family here. Mm-hmm. Thanks. I'm going to bring my wife and child up here now. We're going to be fine. Yeah, but he also doesn't tell him about the mob bosses who got shot <laughs> and mm-hmm. like a lot of other shitty things that happened at that yeah, hotel. But so. The movie doesn't really tell any of that either. No. There's just, oh, here's some ghosts, and here's the... You only see the death of the girls through the vision. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah, there's the a old lot. lady in the bathtub, I don't know, did she die in there? Or The old lady in the bathtub, who's... Yeah. I really should remember her name, but I don't. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, she was there with a much younger man. Mm-hmm. Um, and he left with, I think, one of the waitresses... And she killed herself in the bathtub. I assume. They found her a couple of days later when she didn't check out. Also, the actress that played her, the younger version of her, this is the only movie she ever did. Oh. She was a model. Oh. And the reason why they chose her is because she was comfortable with doing a nude scene in front of everyone. The um, They rehab that character in Doctor Sleep. And it's all prosthetics. And she also shows up in Ready Player One. Yes. Uh, but it's 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 all prosthetics in mm-hmm. Dr. Sleep. And the actress kept forgetting that she was naked, even though she wasn't. Because yeah. she kept, she thought, she mm-hmm. felt like she had clothes on, even though she had prosthetics prosthetic and, yeah. ugliness on. So people kept asking her to put a robe on because she kept forgetting about it. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> Or she'd like sit around with a robe open and stuff because she felt like she had clothes <laughs> on. <laughs> well, prosthetics are pretty thick, aren't they? Oh yeah, like yeah. you feel it, like uh-huh. especially all the ones she had, right? Mm. Like it was a full body prosthetic, yeah. right? So, but I, I am a big fan of this book, and I am a big fan of this movie for completely different reasons. I'm not a big fan of this movie. That's fine. You're an idiot. No, I'm joking. <laughs> well, no, I just, I, I think it's it's visually great. It's music's great it does set like good tone and everything like it can be really creepy i just it's one of those things where just i I don't really get it like i don't get why everyone loves it as much as they do it's fine i can see both of you want to throw something at me but (laughs) not at all but it's just it's one of those things where i'm like i can see why it's so like held up it did hold up throughout the years like there's nothing Mm-hmm. The elevator blood scene is awesome. Yes. Yeah. Um, and everything about it is just great. But it's just like, I don't know. I looked at Jack Nicholson and I'm like, yeah, he's just going to go crazy the whole time. 
Like every scene I see him, I'm like, yeah, he's going to go crazy. Oh, yeah, he did. And I'm like, and then you look at Shelley Duvall and you're like, woman, just like, I love when she hits him in the head with a baseball bat. Yeah. But like, even then you're looking at it and I'm like, that scene is but, so weird to me. But I hate that scene because of how flimsy she's holding that bat. Yeah. But like, she's all like freaked out no, at that I know, point. Just, and, like, no, but the way she swings it too is yeah, weird. It's like, so weak and it looks like such a fake bat. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't like me. I don't like how they portrayed Wendy in this movie. Oh, okay. No, I, I kind of... Yeah. It, it's just... I get her character, but... And she did a great job at it. It's just, I don't... Best horror movie of all time. Well, I'm just... I'm trying to look it up, because, like, I've looked... It's not on the Rotten Tomatoes 100 Best Movies. No. Uh, horror movies. No, uh, it's Let's been on, like, other war. ones. It's been on, like, Entertainment Weeklies. Yeah. Okay, while you're... Okay, Didn't Jack Nicholson also like actually like axe through an actual like solid wood door? So, this? Uh, fun fact. Is. Let's go to Chris's fun fact. Yeah, These are Chris's pretty fun sure facts. That's a thing, fun isn't it? facts with Chris. Fun facts with Chris. <laughs> Number one, fun fact for the scene in which Jack breaks down the bathroom door. <laughs> yes. The prop department built a door that could easily be broken down. Oh, However, okay. Jack Nicholson, who had worked as a volunteer fire marshal, tore oh. it apart far too easily. The prop department were then forced to build a stronger door. Oh, okay. You can tell that by the way he throws that axe. Oh, yeah. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because yeah. the way he holds it and the way he's standing when he goes to throw it into the door, like, you can tell he knows how to break down a door. I did not know that about Jack Nicholson either. I did not hey, know either. sometimes you got to... Uh... That's like Steve Buscemi. Buscemi? Why yeah. am I saying that? Does that sound weird? Steve Buscemi? Buscemi. I said Buscemi. Whatever. He's a fire department. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh. He worked on... In one of the fire halls in New York, I think. The oh. fashion magazine Bazaar actually did give this number one of best horror movies of all time. I wouldn't have given it number one. Get Out is number two. Okay. Get I'm... Out's good. But Paranormal Activity oh, and Blair on. Witch Project are going to the next one, so they don't have good taste. No. <laughs> we, we've, we've... And then Candyman from 92. Well, Candyman's good. <laughs> okay. Uh, Jack Nicholson and Shelley Duvall have expressed openly... Oh, sorry, expressed open resentment against the reception of this film, feeling that critics and audience credited Stanley Kubrick solely for the film's success without considering the efforts of the actors, crew, or strength of Stephen King's underlying material. 100%. Nicholas, Nicholson and Duvall have said that the film was one of the hardest of their careers. In fact, Nicholson considers Duvall's performance the most difficult role he's ever seen an actress take on. Duval also considers the performance as the hardest of her life. That was a lot. Well, yeah. you have to consider just that one stair sequence where we've talked about it already. It was they shot that, 40 times. Yeah, they uh. did that 40 times. It took six hours or something like that. And she cried and screamed the entire time. Yep. How hard well, would that no be? Well, no wonder she wasn't swinging the bat so, all that good. Like, at one point... They um, probably used take three. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> no, at one point it was said that Shelley Duval had... Was so under stress that she could no longer cry. She was so dehydrated. She had to have a bottle of water next to her because she just had no more tears because yeah. of how many takes they had to do. Like she, she did an amazing job mm-hmm. playing this incredibly distressed female. In this and movie. Kubrick was an asshole. Kubrick was such an asshole. And but he Kubrick purposely was, an was to her. Yeah. Oh. Like, like that's why he, he wanted that. He also told the cast and crew to like mm-hmm. distance themselves from her so she would feel isolated. Don't don't support like, her. Yeah. yeah, it was bad. Yeah. Um, lastly, there were so many changes to the script during shooting that Jack Nicholson claimed he stopped reading it. 
He would read only the new pages that were given to him each day. Mm-hmm. So that tells you how uh, how much they changed it as yeah. they went. Oh. Yeah, because yeah, Kubrick was, well, Kubrick and his writers were constantly rewriting mm-hmm. it. But and yeah, it, Kubrick was a dick to Shelley yeah, Duvall. It sounds like it. But we'll have to talk about the, some of the things that this movie does incredibly, incredibly well. The music in this movie is yes. just phenomenal. But the mm-hmm. shots are phenomenal. That, too. Yeah. that theme that they have is ridiculous. The shots. The, the, sorry. The shot of Jack Nicholson throwing the ball. Yeah. Apparently there's one where it hits the, it bounces off the wall, hits the camera. <laughs> took four days and all of the crew attempting to do it. Because they needed the shot and they just couldn't get it. And it was like four days. It was like a hundred takes. And it was the entire crew trying it. Jesus. But, but like, like, and like, but there's uh, there's some awesome like flubs mm-hmm. in this movie. The opening shot, this great helicopter shot of this movie, goes over the lake, follows the, the bug in. Mm-hmm. You get this awesome view of the Overlook Hotel mm-hmm. with no maze anywhere near it. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a big plot point <laughs> in this film. And wasn't it like um? It's it wasn't a, a maze. massive maze. Yeah. So in the book though, it's no maze. It's a it's a topiary area. garden and mm. a rook court. Oh. And the animals Which is came just to life. Old time croquet. <laughs> yeah, they wouldn't mm-hmm. be able to do that. Yeah, because he doesn't chase her with an axe. He chases nope. her he with chases a her with a rook mallet. Yeah, I actually kept that in mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do we want to talk about what we're changing? Or can I tell my creepy stalker story? One hundred percent. Tell your creepy stalker story. <laughs> It has nothing really to do with the movie, but I was working on a project with this boy in high school, and yeah, he invited me over, and he also said he had this movie to watch. I'm like, yeah, I love horror movies. I want to see this. For whatever reason, he thought it was a date, even though we sat on separate ends of the couch working on a project... And yeah, and also I found out he lied and doesn't actually like horror movies, and I could tell when we're watching it because he was scared shitless. But then, of course, I had to explain to him it wasn't a date, and he kept asking me out, and he would wait outside the bathroom for me, and all this creepy shit while I was in high school, so I eventually had to be very, very mean to him to get him to leave me alone. So... 10 year old boys. (laughs) No, no, no. This is high school. I guess he'd be like 14. 15 year old boys. Don't be creepy. Yeah. Yes. Good luck with that one. <laughs> Stay off All of boys don't be creepy. I'm trying to think back when I first saw this movie, but I cannot. I first saw it with Neil. Yeah. So when we were adults. Yeah. Yeah. I think when I was teens, because yeah. Mel, I remember Mel was doing a Kubrick. She went to school for film and when, oh. when we were younger and. She was doing a project on Kubrick, so yeah. I think I remember seeing it then. I think my first Kubrick was Full Metal Jacket. Hmm? Yeah. I don't remember. Well, rather unless you want to count the scene in Twister. What? In Twister, they're, they're, watching, they're the watching The Shining, the Shining. at the oh. outdoor drive-in. Hmm. And then the it's screen the, gets taken it's away. the Here's Johnny part. Oh, no, yeah. it's the Come Play With Us part. I thought it was the Here's Johnny part. No, because I think it's the twins on the screen. I can't remember. It wasn't that improvised... The here's here's Johnny. Yeah. He did that like a whole bunch of times with like a different number names, of different right? different um, no yeah. number oh. of different sayings. Oh. And, and Kubrick yeah. didn't know it was a uh, it was a thing. It was a ta- um, it was Johnny, Johnny Carson. Carson. Yeah, because oh. it was the opening to Johnny Carson. Is yeah. here's Johnny. 
Oh, but Kubrick they, didn't know that. That's why oh. they make fun of it in The Simpsons. Because yeah. oh. he try, he does a bunch of different things. No. Yeah, because of this, that. Like, it, like Jack just kept trying new stuff. Hans Molman. <laughs> Hi, I'm Hans. <laughs> oh, jeez. So. All right. So what are you changing now uh, that we've heard the weird soccer start story? Mine is... Uh, what are you changing? Yeah, I don't, I don't have a lot. Because I didn't read the book. But I think the only thing is, like you said, it's not really scary. No. And nowadays you have to up the ante and make things scarier now. So the only thing I can think of would be you have to have more jump scares. It has to be scarier. Maybe like those, you know, like the James Wen. That's Juan. His, Juan. His movies where you do like those long takes and you're waiting for something to be there. Mm-hmm. It's the Stuff tension, like no. that. Yeah. yeah. You need that more. You or, can't just. Or it's the things in the background. That... Yes. Like, we rewatched, what was the, was it Insidious or Insidious 2 with the boy? That, well, they both have the boy. No, no, well, the one that you, you see in the laundry room before Oh, you... right, because uh, we saw it one, the first time, yeah. never saw the boy. The second time we watched the movie, I'm like, there is a so, boy standing So there's this there. long take of the, the main actress, Rose Byrne, mm-hmm. who walks through her laundry room to her, her living room. And you, you blink and you miss it. There is a ghost boy staring, standing in the laundry room with his face to the wall. Staring at the wall. We had to like had to rewind him. Like and, it's because it looks like a coat, just yeah. like maybe mm-hmm. hanging. But you go back, you're like, no, because yeah. he's in the that's next. That's a boy. She, she walks in. It's a big long take. She walks into the into the living room, and then he's in the living room with her, and it's just super creepy. But like, if you don't see mm-hmm. that, like, and the Conjuring was full of those. Yeah. Right. And I think I would want to do stuff like that more. But if you think about it, this is probably where some of that stuff came from because there's like a lot of eerie stuff. Mm-hmm. Like when he's walking down the hallway the first time, nothing happens. Yeah. Or but the, you're the, waiting the, the for scene, something to happen. The scenes of Danny riding around the hotel. Yeah, you're waiting for <sighs> something to great. happen. Yeah. But nowadays you'd want there to be something actually there that maybe if you're not paying enough attention, yeah. you'll miss it. Mm-hmm. You want more of those now. Yeah. Definitely a lot. And especially, I think. Because of the isolation, the size of the hotel, right? Like, you just want them to be, like, walking around. And, yeah, like, just random things in the background. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, that would be my biggest change. Because yeah. you would have to make it scary. You'd have to make it scarier for, well, like, no people matter, today. No matter what, just by making this movie now, yeah. you mm-hmm. would modernize it to do to be that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? So. Because mm-hmm. that's what... Because, again, as I said, this is a haunted house movie. Yep. It's just a hotel. Yeah. Right? More so. ghosts. <laughs> yeah. Why is your ringer on? Do, 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 do. My sister is texting me. Wow. Oh, it's Freya. <laughs> she, she's not here. I know. I miss her. Okay. We don't have her tonight. She's having a sleepover. <laughs> yeah. And Anyways. she looks like she's soaking wet. Probably is. <laughs> Thank you. Update on Freya for the podcast. <laughs> you also oh, what else are you changing, by the way? That's all i could think of for mine yeah chris i'm, I'm blowing the hotel up you are? so you're changing the ending mm-hmm. to the to the canonical ending yes i'm gonna go more with the i haven't read the book but i read i read the highlights mm. um i like the idea that the hotel i like the idea that the hotel is semi-haunted and you know olman at the beginning kind of knows this and like yeah i know this stuff happens i like the fact that Really, it becomes way more active because Danny's there, mm-hmm. and I think that needs to be a little Isn't bit more he explained. Is he the one wakes it up or act? He is the one that activates it or something. No, the hotel is always there. Oh, yeah. it's just, but it's not like they. they it's it's kind of like this, like it's you know, 
every other haunted place that we know of. Yeah. Like, little things happen, but I think it needs to be explained that, like, once Danny comes in, it really gets ramped up because it's like, oh, hey, we need this kid. And then they steal him. No. But Halloran does not die. No. That is just, I'm sorry. <laughs> Poor man bought a ticket all the way from Miami to, is it Colorado, Maine? No, where is it? Colorado. Colorado. Then rents the snowcat, spends probably, I think they asked, they actually did a working of how long it took him. Mm-hmm. And then just gets a freaking axe to the chest. That was stupid. Yeah. And even in the book, like he misses his first flight because mm-hmm. he gets pulled over by a cop. <laughs> this is the... Um... It's the chef. Yeah, Scatman Crothers. Yeah, the one who talks to him about yeah. his shining, basically, yeah. right? Yeah. Tells him that it's called the shining. Yeah. But it's because his grandmother called it the shining. Yes. And shows him yeah. that pantry of all the candy. That awesome pantry. Yeah. <laughs> um. Other than that, like, yeah, I'd want more. I want more of the hotel trying to really entice Jack in. Mm-hmm. I love the fact, and uh, when I was watching it, I kind of wanted it more. Is the fact that. Nothing really starts to happen with Jack in terms of the paranormal until he says, I would sell my soul for a drink. And then that's when the bartender shows up. Mm. And it's like, oh, did he just sell his soul for Because then he doesn't have cash. And he's like, oh, no, don't worry about it. And then later he's like, oh, hey, yeah, no, your credit's no good here. <laughs> and I'm like, well, that's because he already sold his soul to it. Like, I literally want that to be part of that. That's cool. I just like that line. Um, and I want Wendy to not just be this poor shell of a woman. Yeah. Haha. <laughs> Pun intended. <laughs> Shelly. Shelly. Okay, yeah. fine. I, I got it. We got it. Um, but I still want her to be scared out of her mind. And, you know, not the hero. And like, again, not hitting him over the head, like, with a bat and then just keep going to town on him because he's an idiot. But, like, Hit him once and then lock him up and do all that. <laughs> so, what paths are changing? Yeah, I'm changing a lot. lot. I'm mm-hmm. changing a ton. Get um, ready. So, big, big, big thing first. Tony, <gasps> Tony is, is not self. a little finger or a little right. goblin that lives in Danny's mouth. Oh, oh yeah. um, sorry. One other really random fun fact. Apparently, Stephen King didn't know Red Rum Backwards was murder until this, he wrote it out. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Sure, he didn't. <laughs> um, I'm. You're gonna stick more to the book. One hundred percent. I'm also making it a TV show. Ooh. Six to eight part show. Um, HBO Max. This is my pitch to you. You know they did that already, right? No, they didn't. It was a mini series. Okay. <laughs> There's a mini series. But it it was more based on the book, but still wasn't good. Oh. Rated R. Yeah. Let's put oh. it that way. Um. Oh yeah, HBO Max. I want it on mm-hmm. that. I want it to be as bloody and all mm-hmm. that stuff. I need this to be as horror as it can be. And I've always said this about Stephen King stuff. They should be anthology series with six to eight episodes. Mm-hmm. You know, long form storytelling. Um, call it like the Castle Rock stories or something like that. You know, something. But start a Castle Rock production. They had that. I know. <laughs> um. But yeah, that's just that's just the first thing. But yeah, Tony is a big part of the book, and he's an important character, and he's just relegated to this weird finger thing that Danny does in the movie. Um, does he even call it Tony in the movie? Yeah. Okay. Because it's his imaginary friend, yeah. and she's like, oh yeah, that's Tony, and mm-hmm. he's around. Yeah. Um, 
but like he Tony you never really see he's always at a distance mm-hmm. in the book but like I want us to see Danny shining more often. I want like the beginning part of the story to be him still at home, him like lying on the grass and like trying to see what his father thinks and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like I want him to do stuff like that. I want this to be way more drawn out. Um, no, go ahead. How, how old is your Danny? Because I'm sorry, five is, seems really young for me. So there's, there's two things to that. Yet yeah, five is perfect because um, five is perfect because Danny or Tony shows mm-hmm. him signs that he doesn't know the words on. Okay. And it's not until he learns to read while being at the Overlook that he actually understands that he's in danger. Mm. But yeah, he, a five-year-old's useless. Yeah. Like, like we have a three-year-old and she's useless. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Excuse you, me. Would you want her to take on a hotel full of ghosts? No. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Don't throw anything at me. <laughs> No. But she wouldn't be able to. I'm sorry. She's smart, no. but she wouldn't be able to take on. I don't, I don't think five-year-olds could do that. I would probably make it more like seven or eight in the, in the movie or show, whatever. Okay. I just think it's more, more viable, right? Like, I think you'd have more agency because you have a hotel. You're staying in a hotel, and it's just the three of you. And you're letting your kid run around. Yeah, would you let, would you let a five-year-old run around? around a hotel? No, I wouldn't want to. That's exactly. huge and has these, like, giant rooms with... But, like, that's the whole point of the story is they just let him wander around the hotel. But you wouldn't want a five-year-old wandering around a hotel. You'd want to keep an eye on him. Yeah. So either they're really shitty parents, which technically Jack is. But then, uh, I keep calling Shelly, Wendy doesn't seem to be. <laughs> no, Wendy's always... a good mom. Yeah. Yeah. I would definitely focus more on the fact that he is an alcoholic because they kind of touch on it, but well, they, they don't really. They say he's a recovering, al- or he's yeah. recovering, and then they're like, well, we'll have no booze, no booze yeah. over the winter. He's like, perfect. I haven't had a drop in five months. Yeah, something like that. Um, but yeah, I would, I would definitely do an episode at the very least telling us that, you know, showing us how, how much of a drunk he is how much when he broke Danny's arm, you know, there is a scene in the book where him and his drinking buddy run over a bike in the middle of the road, and they think they hit somebody, but mm. it was just a bike sitting in the middle of the road. But did he not? That's like, what that's crap. what caused them to stop drinking. But did he not also get fired from being a teacher because yes. that was when he was sober though? Oh, oh. Yeah. but still, that's. <laughs> Because he also got anger issues. Yeah. Yeah. But I also was like, that needs to be addressed, I think, in in this movie because it should be... I still would cut out a lot of the history of the Overlook. I think... It's like Liam Neeson. I think if you had a... Like, I think... Do you not know that story? Sorry. Liam Neeson. I don't know what you're talking about. I think Liam Neeson... I think it's Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson was a school teacher until he hit a student because the student pulled a knife on him. I did and then he stopped being a teacher. Oh, man. Oh, really? Too. Did you know? Yeah. Mm. Cool. Well, I was like, sorry. Okay, keep going with yours. <laughs> um, for the horror stuff of it, mm-hmm. totally with Danielle on this. Um, and I would start it from the very, very beginning. Like, you don't really see them arriving. Like, you see them showing and they kind of do a walk around the hotel mm. at the beginning of the movie. But, like, when they show up for the first time, the hotel is full of people. They're, it's the last day of the mm-hmm. season and they're all trying to leave. And I think that's when you can start layering in 
mm-hmm. some of these people. Like you can see yeah. that guy who says, "Great party, isn't it?" Yeah. Like look, walking past Danny and looking at him and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I think you can layer it in. Yeah. Like really, like even when Jack gets there, Jack should get there and he should walk by Grady. Yeah. And not know like Grady's just or he's and not, he's out there trimming the topiaries. Yeah. Right, which I would keep in the I would keep. Yeah. Because I think the reason they took that out is they just is couldn't do doing, it. Doing moving topiaries would have been impossible. Well, they say that. In Kubrick said it was just too. <laughs> yeah. It would be too difficult, yeah. so they changed it to a maze, which yeah. was cool. Super cool. Um, and I like the shot of him looking over the maze, like the model, oh, yeah. and, then and then you then can it see transitions them transitions into them in the maze. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, Question I'm going to have because yeah, it came to me: Are you modernizing this? I am actually. No. I I. I struggled with it because I'm like, okay, if you modernize it, I feel like the whole idea that they close down, even though they have great skiing, but it's just the road's not viable. I just don't feel like that's a good plot because in today's today's society, they, if it was make you money through the winter, it's mm-hmm. you know they're yeah. going to open it. Yeah. And there's no way a place in the mountains is only open during the summer, in mm-hmm. my. I would. I don't know if I'd put it like unless you have to rewrite that. I wouldn't. I don't know if I'd put it like now, but I wouldn't put it in like a time. Hmm. Like I wouldn't have cell phones, but I wouldn't also not have a laptop. Do you know what I mean? You could do like. Well, you could do receptions. Terrible. You could always do early nineties. Well, but like there, there are things like that are just you. You watch a movie and it kind of sits outside of a weird. It's in its own weird little time because it looks like a future thing but it doesn't have the thing or you, you do know. what they did with sabrina the teenage witch in riverdale where it's for it they it is in this time but everything isn't in this yeah. time yeah like i i think you could easily write around well because i just thought it, like that what, one of the things i thought was weird was the fact that the telephone lines go down mm-hmm. but yet they still have tv <laughs> like that just seemed weird to me yeah. like how did you have because yeah. it wasn't dish it wasn't a dish tv back then no so they must have had cable somehow. But the cable could have been underground. True. Right? Because in the book they talk about how the Overlook has one of the only above ground phone lines still around in Colorado. Mm-hmm. But they can't afford to change it. So, yeah. But they also have a CB radio that yeah. Jack breaks and stuff like that. Well, he doesn't. Does he breaks it in the book, sorry. Yeah. Well, he takes out the, uh, the tubes or whatever. Yeah. So. Um. For uh, going back to what I was talking about for the horror, I think Danny should start seeing things right away, like as soon mm-hmm. as he gets there, um, whether he knows it or not, or whether even the audience knows it or not. Um, great example of this was The Haunting of Hill House um, on That's Netflix. There was a character that you saw multiple times in the flashbacks of the show. Was it the clock guy? Who was cleaning yeah. a clock, who was fixing a clock. And then at the end of the movie, you're like, we never had anybody fixing that clock. It was a ghost the whole time. You just never knew it. Hmm. Yeah. Right? And it was so creepy because you remember seeing this guy throughout the movie or throughout the show. Yeah. Um, so it's stuff like that that like really make people mm-hmm. go back and rewatch these things to see like, oh shit, that is there. That was there the whole time. Stuff like that, right? Well, I think you could do, you could do probably the best when Danny's on his... Are we, what? We're so far in this, we haven't just got to the cast list. Well, it's a short cast list. (laughs) But, like, when Danny's doing his circles, right? Yeah. On his bike, like, he's just going kind of around in circles and, you know, Mm -hmm. going around. Like, you could do it so well where he passed something, and then when he comes back the same way, it's different. 
And see, Ooh, there's there's a lot of things yeah. in the book that does do that. Yeah. Like, one of the things that he's scared of is the fire hoses. Yeah, cause because they... he thinks they're snake heads. And they, they're watching him. Oh, that'd be so good if you mm-hmm. see him pass and, like, it, like, and it looks like a snake the head and, and then it comes back again, but it's, it's like, normal. it's lying down the hallway. Oh, God. <laughs> like, it's so creepy. Yeah. So. Um, or, I, like, just easy enough. Like, he's going around. You know how he had all his toys, like, yeah. out and he's driving? Like, he's just driving around and as he comes back, his toys are all in a different mm-hmm. spot. Or, like, like, one's missing. And, like, yeah, I would point, I would put that stuff in there and, like... <sighs> For Danny, no, sorry, for for Jack, mm-hmm. I would kind of have it start, like subtly, and then like yeah, once once he goes into that, once he goes into that ballroom and he's like mad and he wants a drink and he sits down and talk to mm-hmm. Lloyd and he talks to a fake Lloyd because Lloyd's a bartender mm-hmm. from nineteen twenty one. No, no, from his home from oh, okay from where he was a, a teacher. Yeah, um, that's why he says Lloyd's the best bartender and whatever, whatever. Um, that's from Timbuktu like, to like that thing is like. First off, they do this really great thing in the book, which I think they should do in this with Lloyd. The first time you meet Lloyd, he's there, but he doesn't talk. Mm. Jack talks for him. Oh, because like Jack mm-hmm. will be like, "Hey, what do you have tonight?" And then the book will be, mm-hmm. um, "Lloyd said this, but it's not in quotation marks, right?" Yeah, like so Lloyd. Lloyd listed off the 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 things, and cool. I think that's what you should do. Is like you should have the actor standing there, and you should have Jack say something, and then it should flip okay. to Jack, and you should hear the bartender, but you should never actually see him talk. Or you right? just you see you see the bartender, and it goes back to Jack, and he's just responding like that sounds great. Yeah, right. Like you just don't have. And him. that's just the first time, but like then when he's seeing the people in the bar like no. their people should then come sit down behind him but like be staring at him and stuff like that or you know yeah. it's stuff like that like i think he should slowly get into it when the topiaries come alive and come try and get him he freaks out but i think he should you should see in him that he is blaming all of this on his sobriety mm-hmm. like he's like this is because i'm sober and i'm alone oh. right yeah. this is why i'm seeing stuff this is why i'm going mad it's not the hotel that's stupid right <laughs> so I still think it should be. I'd sell my soul for a drink, and that's when it just. Because then he does start like drinking, but it's like he does, and in the in in the book, like they smell alcohol on him. Yeah, like he gets drunk at the end of that movie, and for Wendy, she should not see anything until that last night. No, isn't that how it was in the book? That's what you said. Wasn't it, it kind of kind of is and kind of isn't. Like oh. there's at least a couple of nights because like they're up there for. Two or three months. Yeah. Like, in the movie, it kind of seems like two or three weeks. Well, they end in... What is it? Ends September 30th or something, and then it's, like, October by the time all the snow comes in. Yeah, but they they also go, like, Monday. And you're like, wait, so this happens in a week? Like, it gets confusing. Yeah, but it goes, like, a few weeks later. No, it's, like, a month later, and then it's, like, a week later, and then it's, like, Monday. And you're like, what? Yeah. (sighs) So, like, because, like, you should really see them as a family mm-hmm. like yeah. they're there they're bonding at the beginning of this like danny loves his dad mm-hmm. absolutely loves his dad and like that should be a bigger part of the thing like that's why it's such a betrayal when he tries to kill him like mm-hmm. for danny anyway like mm-hmm. and that's also at the end of the they don't do this at the end of the movie they do it at the end of the book he chooses not to kill his son mm-hmm. that's how he gets away mm-hmm. right like yeah. 
because he's like, Dad, I know this isn't you. And he stops and he goes, you need to run. Mm-hmm. And that's when he that's when he goes, you forgot the boiler, by the way, Dad. And the hotel tries to get him to drop the pressure, but he can't and it blows up anyway. By the way, the boiler is going to explode. Yeah. Ha ha! Suck on it! <laughs> Danny out! How'd <laughs> 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 it go? Yeah. Where's Jack? Eh, he'll be blown so, to bits. So, because of that, there is... I have... Because of the fact that I love this book and movie so much, I had cast this movie like six different times. Oh, I've kind great. of made this weird amalgamation Oop, of them to, for the for the cast that I have. Um, but we should start that because we're already Let's almost do an hour into this. Okay, <laughs> I, ha- I have somebody you guys don't. So yes, I'll you go have first. Ullman. I have Ullman, so the hotel manager. Yes, and it's going to be weird. Mainly, I put him in because I've been seeing him pop up in like everything. Like he's in like three different movies coming out. Okay, I went with Matt Smith. Because he's oh, popping up everywhere. Oh, I want to see him in uh, that movie. Last Night in Soho? Yeah, I really want to see that. He's in that. Next he's in something. Game uh, of Thrones. Is he in the new Game of Thrones? Yes. And he's, he's one in of the something Daenerys's. else, too. Oh, really? <sighs> he's just showing Targaryen. up everywhere again. Sorry. Daenerys was their first name. Targaryen D- was her last name. Daenerys was yeah. her first name. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, I went with Matt, Matt Smith. So in one of the versions of this <laughs> where it was a movie, I had Matt Damon doing that. Oh. Because oh, okay. I thought it'd be funny to have another Matt Damon cameo. <laughs> Hey, I almost went with that too, okay? okay. <laughs> he pops uh, up in a lot of weird stuff, just okay. randomly. Yep. All right. Deadpool 2. Yep. Uh, so, yeah. Euro Trip. Yeah. One of the be- greatest cameos of all time. <laughs> Scotty doesn't know. Scotty doesn't know. <laughs> all right. Well, that was my old man. Right. It was Matt Smith. So we also both have Grady, but Danielle. No, I only casted the four people mm-hmm. that we so, needed. Grady so. was originally played by Philip Stone. Um, a lot of these people obviously had careers, but I don't recognize any I, of these I people. Honestly, only know Jack and Wendy. Yeah, um, I guess I should say that. I'm uh, pretty sure the kid who played Danny, Danny like this was the only thing he did. He, he also did... never saw this movie until he graduated properly. Which they makes wouldn't, sense. They wouldn't let him know he was in a horror movie. Yeah. Oh, he weird. just thought it was a suspense. Yeah. They didn't let him know he was in a horror movie, oh, and then. Weird. How would they? How he's... and Kubrick apparently liked the kid. Like he yeah. like called him up and yeah. sent him Christmas cards and all that. Through. I forgot to mention, Olman was played by Barry Nelson. You, you said some. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Uh, do you want to start? Uh, I can. I want to end this. Okay. So, yeah. Um, my Grady, I went with Michael Shannon. Yeah. Because he's just kind of creepy looking. <laughs> he is Zod. Yeah, he's a good Zod. Oh, okay. Yeah. He was also <laughs> Knives Out. Yeah, um, yeah that's good Can't remember movie. his character, though. One but, of the shitty family members. <laughs> no, but Grady, for me, was supposed to be somebody that you'd look at and you kind of, like, you'd be like, okay, kind of like the Jack Nicholson, right? Mm-hmm. You look at him and you're like, something's a little off with this guy. Yeah. Um, and I like the fact that it's kind of that, that bathroom scene so weird because that bathroom's so weird. The bright red bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. And they're in there and talking. But, like, even that is kind of fascinating when he's just like oh no you're the caretaker and he's like mm-hmm. no no you are yeah um but yeah I like michael shannon and i think he's a great actor mm-hmm. it's a small role so mm-hmm. but yes who'd you have i'm going with modern horror movie royalty for this one oh. i'm going with patrick wilson <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. yeah um not only because he is the conjuring and insidious and he is just 
great all around. He mm-hmm. is the Conjuring. Um, he's, he's in the been, Conjuring. Yeah. Um, oh, he's one of the investigators. Also, you know, yes, he's one of the Warrens. Yeah. yeah. He's also the brother of Aquaman. Yes. Yep. Right. He's a big James Wan collaborator. Yep. Um, but no, it's because of his role in both Insidious Two and Conjuring Three, where he definitely had Jack Torrance moments. Mm-hmm. Conjuring Three, one hundred percent, because he was drugged oh, yeah. and was going after his wife, limping around with a sledgehammer. Oh yeah, he was. Like, that is he? such That's a Jack right. Torrance thing mm-hmm. that he could that would happen, right? So, but I think he's just a little too old to play a father of a five-year-old <laughs> at this point in his career. True. <laughs> um, so I kind of wanted to put him in here as, you know, because hmm? I think, again, I think James Wan could kick to kick the shit out of this movie if Probably. he wanted to do it or a series. So could Flanagan. And I, um, and I feel like Stephen King being still around would probably try to find somebody. Well, that's why I think I, I almost picked a whole Mike Flanagan cast. Uh, who's guy who does Bly Manor and Midnight yeah. Mass, Hill House, because he did Doctor Sleep, and mm-hmm. he, Stephen King and him got along great for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I almost picked a whole Mike Flanagan cast for this. I didn't. I didn't. Um, because I knew you'd pick at least somebody. I might have. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway. Next is our bartender. Lloyd. 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 Played by Joe, Joe Turkle. It's, it's just Lloyd. It's you always say two L's. It like that. Do you say Lalama? Yeah. Do you? <laughs> oh my god. He was Tyrell in the Blade Runner movie. You're the only one that's going to get that. Get <laughs> <laughs> the words. He was the guy who ran the company. He was at the top of the big pyramid. Have you ever seen Blade Runner? No, I have not watched Blade Runner in years. <laughs> you know years. who I'm talking about, though, right? I think so. The creepy guy who gets his eyes poked out by Roy. Okay, yeah. 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 It's okay. He's a he's a big fan. I'm. No, I know. Yeah. We've talked about this a lot. Blade Runner's a good movie. Harrison Ford. Oh yeah, his man crush. Man crush. I hate you both. Anyway. Chris has got like three man crushes. No, this is apparently Jack Black's favorite movie, by the way. The oh Shining. really? That was one of the trivia's. Man crush right there. Yeah. <laughs> Jack Black's amazing. Are you kidding me? You, if I had the chance to hug Jack Black, I would 100% take that. <laughs> and I don't like to hug people either. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> uh, Danielle, who did you have for Lloyd? Okay. So, it's kind of funny. I, did, I literally just did this because of Passengers. Um, I, I picked David Tennant because it's mm-hmm. Michael Sheen mm-hmm. who played the, the this character. Yeah. But then I was like, David Tennant can actually be really creepy. Yeah. Especially in um, uh, Purple Jessica Man? Jones. Uh, yeah. yeah. Really creepy. And I always thought... He that... was so good as that character. Mm-hmm. And I always thought that this this ghost type character looked really like skinny and kind of like mm-hmm. he was starving. And David Tennant's really skinny. Yeah. So I thought that you could really make him look like that and then just be really, well, yeah, really like, creepy. Like, look at this picture of him. I know, yeah, like, how like... creepy does that look? And you can yeah. make Dave, David Tennant look that creepy and oh, be yeah. that mm-hmm. creepy. Hey, he played a demon. I know, he's great. <laughs> Love David Tennant. All right, so that's my Lloyd. Yeah. I almost totally picked Michael Sheen because of that. Yeah. He then did I, and such then a I good went, job, and I'm like, know. this is too on the nose. No. I can't do this. No, because he yeah. kind of played it like a, a slightly happier version of that in yeah. the mm-hmm. Passengers. Yeah. I love Michael Sheen. I, but I think I casted him not that long ago. Um, I went with, and I'm going to ruin his last name, David Dasmalkian. Why can I not say this I name? Know. That's our second F-bomb. <sighs> Sorry. 
It's no, the guy that played Polka Dot Man. I said it twice. Oh, oh okay. that guy. Yeah, and he was also he's in, in Dune. He was in Dune. Oh, was he? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Apparently, he's also in he's Dune. He's in DC, Marvel, and then Dune. Like, yeah. He's like he's everywhere, everywhere right now. He's the nerd man right now. Yeah. <laughs> he is the nerd man. But he has that creepy look to oh, him, too. Oh, he definitely has a creepy it's look. Especially in Dune. <laughs> okay, well, I'll, I'll get <laughs> there. All, all, all Actually, Hassan didn't know. I'm like, no, that's, I, I was like, that's Polka Dot Man. I totally thought it was a totally different actor. No, yeah. you can. I can tell by the no, way he the talks. Moment, the moment you said it, I'm like, oh, that's exactly who it is. Yeah. It's Polka Dot Man. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I, I do not know how to say his last name. It's like Dast. Yeah, well, he's... Malkian, yeah. Machian, Malkian. Yes. <laughs> but, like, he... He has... He has range, we've seen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he does. Um, and he's great. And I think for just playing, like, this bartender guy... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think you do really well and just kind of be it. Once again, kind of be that creepiness to him. He has that look to him. Yeah. yeah. So that was mine. Nice. Polka Dot Man. Because like we can't pronounce his name. <laughs> <laughs> Who's yours? Um, I picked William Fickner. Okay. Because oh. um, I really like him in small roles because it's cool to see him pop up and stuff. And you're like, hey, it's William Fickner. That's cool. <laughs> but actually, this is going to sound really stupid. But I picked him because of Drive Angry. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> okay. it's Drive Angry, isn't it? Because he was so awesomely creepy and weird in that movie. As the accountant? Yeah. Hmm. He was, That's uh, a great movie. He was the accountant from Hell. Because oh. Nicolas Cage breaks out of Hell to save his daughter. Oh. Mm-hmm. So he's from the accountant who comes to collect Nicolas no. Cage. Oh. It's not his daughter, it's his granddaughter. Granddaughter. Because his daughter is killed. Yeah. Mm. But he does it in such a straight face, even though he's saying ridiculous things. And it's such a well-done part. It's a stupid, stupid movie. But he does great in it. Wait, of course you you said Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, that's another one of your own crushes. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. But I love the scene (laughs) in that movie where it's William Fickner and he's like, how did you get, like, it's the gun or something. Yeah, the gun. How did you get this out of their vault? You can't just walk into hell and take this out of the vault. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a weird ass movie, by the way, but it's kind of awesome. Yeah. But yeah, so William Fickner, I think he's terrible. I, I think he's great, and Lloyd has a has a bigger part mm-hmm. in the thing. So yeah. Okay. Next is our our Shinnin friend, Dick Halloran. Oh, is that you? Um. Played by the amazing Scatman, Scatman Crothers. Scatman Bebop. That's not even the right Scatman. No. Scatman Crothers is this awesome, like, yes. singer. And, like, he played in different movies and stuff. But, like, yeah. Apparently, was... Jack Nicholson was the one that recommended him. Well, yeah, because they part. were in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest together. Mm-hmm. Oh, we did that one. Yeah, he was mm-hmm. Turkle. But he's also the Scat Cat in Aristocats. Like oh. he is a musical dude, and yeah, I would assume with a name like Scatman. No, that's his real name, Scatman. Yes, but he I wasn't was... born Benjamin Sherman Crothers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I, I, I just love saying Scatman Crothers. <laughs> Scatman. So who did you have as Dick? Oh, Halloran? I'm going. Okay. Yeah. So I had Coleman Domingo. I think I said his name right. He was in Candyman, the newest Candyman. Okay. The guy in the mm-hmm. laundromat. Do you remember him? Oh, you okay. went to him for. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I picked him. The crazy guy. Yeah, well, like, we, he, ended he up seems being a like a, a friend, guy. and then you realize, oh, this guy's crazy. Yeah. But I thought that would work because it's that kind of movie. Yeah. Right? Because he kind of does go no, crazy. Everybody in that movie was great. Yeah. Yeah. In, you mean Candyman and News Candyman? Candyman. Yeah, 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 it was a really good movie. Yeah. 
Yeah, I know. The original is really good, too. You'd actually yeah, like you the have, new one. Have you seen the original? The original Candyman? He, he loves the original. Mel, Mel watches it every year. And oh. I always watch it. Then you should see Tony it. Todd's just, amazing in that movie. This, the, the new Candyman's a sequel. Yeah. I've heard, I heard that. that yeah, I didn't realize until watching it. I'm like, oh, I wish I would have watched it. You know there's the... like three sequels to the Candyman, though? Yeah. And they're all terrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, this one's good. Okay. But yeah, so I picked this guy. I thought he was really good in the movie. He was. Yeah. It's a good choice. Yeah, thank you. I went with Courtney B. Vance. Who's that? You'd recognize him, I think. Probably He's got one of those faces I just recognize. <laughs> Can I see? I don't think I know who that no? is. He, he was in um, Lovecraft Country, too. There's hmm. a scene from Lovecraft. Yeah, he's that guy. Uh, he just showed me a face. I don't no. remember him from. Played the, I think it's the oh, dad. He played the uncle. The uncle. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I like that character. Yeah. That character died way too early. He's I in. Know. He's most known for the and hunt the for Red October. In real life. I know. <laughs> <laughs> he was known for Space Cowboys, Dangerous Minds. <laughs> uh, but yes, he was in Lovecraft Country as George Freeman. I guess. Yeah. That's a good show. Project Power as that Captain is Crane. An amazing show. Mm-hmm. Anyways, he shows up in a lot of things, but um, he was Miles Dyson in the Terminator Genesis. Oh. <laughs> Anyways, I think he would play this role really well. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't realize I actually casted somebody way younger until I re- was reading the Wikipedia, and it did say that Dick was like 60. Yeah, he's much older. So I was like, oh shit, I had to go back. Yeah, but like 60's you... different now. No, but also I casted somebody in like, their I didn't, 30s oh. i didn't think like, about ages at all really I and mean, when i get to my torrances i went younger because yeah. jack nicholson i'm sorry he looks so old yeah, but jack the, nicholson always looks old. i know it's the receding hairline it makes everybody so. look old <laughs> yeah the i was just saying it i wasn't being rude about it thank you for pointing it out for those of you who can't see us on a podcast <laughs> who'd you have um, i with I, me and my I receding cast the voice hairline. and i casted lance reddick Who's that? Mm. Um, he's the concierge from the John Wick movies. Oh, okay. Karen? Karen? Uh, whatever. Karen. Yeah. Okay. can never remember uh, how they pronounce yeah. He was also Zavala. Uh, Zavala. Lance Reddick is an amazing, amazing actor. And he has that awesome voice. And because the charisma of the, to him. Yeah. And because of the fact that he is, you know, part of this shining thing, I kind of, I was just picturing when I was listening, because I, I don't have time to read a book. I listen to this book. Um, when I was listening to this book and hearing Dick talk, I was just having Lance Reddick's voice mm-hmm. in my head because like he would just be perfect for all this stuff. So yeah. Lance Reddick. Right. I like it. Okay. We didn't talk about the fact that we didn't cast Danny. It's a it's, five to seven yeah. year old. Yeah. Whoever we cast now, by the time they make it, it's going to be. It's hard 30. casting kids. 30. <laughs> And also, we could have all ended up casting like the same kid. We're like, well, this kid's the right age. Yeah, because we would just Google five-year-old actors. I know. Don't Google five-year-old <laughs> yeah. actors. You'll end up on a list. I'm probably already on most of those lists. Um, what the hell is this guy looking up now? I don't know. Five-year-old actors? So, next on the list is our Wendy. Mm-hmm. Wendy Torrance, played by Shelley Duvall. Miss Olive Oil herself. Yep, yep. Um... I I don't like the characterization of Wendy in this film. I think she's way too screamy and damsel and distressy. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the word I'm trying to look for? She's a definite scream queen. Oh, 100%. But um, hysteric. She's way too oh, yeah, hysterical. She's very hysterical. Um, I would definitely 
alter that because in the book she fights back like mm-hmm. there's a big fight between Jack and her between Jack and her with the rope out like, well you can still he have her kicks the shit out of her and she kicks the shit out of him she, yeah. can, like, she can still be strong and terrified at the same time 100 sure. I'm not and taking, crying too and I'm, still kicking yeah. ass yeah I'm not taking that away from the character but yeah, yeah. but she was just I don't know it was well, it was cute. I, I want to use the term. She was really weak. Well, I think as a I'm person. pretty sure yeah. that's what uh, Kubrick Kubrick was going for. Yes. But yes, it was because it, it was completely different from what I guess it was in the book. Because she was like a cheerleader and something in the yeah. book, and was all this. They also have a lot of weird sex in the book. Okay, mm. well, this it's, just got interesting. No, it's not. <laughs> it's super weird because he talks about a lot about them having sex and stuff like that. Like, I mean, oh, yeah, I remember the one of the ones you explained to me that was yeah, weird. Yeah, I'll explain it later because it is super not, super not family-friendly, so I don't really want to say it on the podcast. And also inappropriate for the lead-up to that. Like, yeah. That would, yeah. That would not be... So, why would you be doing that? Yeah. Anyway. I'm intrigued and probably going to be disgusted later. <laughs> who, who is your Wendy Torrance? Danielle? All right, I went with the screen queen, Emma Roberts. Nice. And oh. she's actually a screen, screen queen. Really? Yeah, but I didn't. I didn't. Don't yeah, worry. I was. I. I just because it's such a classic movie, and she's a really good actress. And yeah, I didn't want them that you old. You need to see Scream Four. Yeah. She is great in Scream Four. Well, they're they're bringing out a new Scream movie. Oh, no, I know. Yeah, yeah, I saw the trailer for yeah. it. <laughs> and yeah, she's a good yeah. actress, and I didn't want like. I didn't want them to be. They looked a lot older for so, like a couple that would have a five year old. I would assume a youngerish couple, mm. right? Because yeah. we have a three year old and we're just in our early thirties. Like speak for yourself. We're young. I'm past thirty five. Yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> you two are the youngins. Yeah, I know. <laughs> this old man over here. <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm twenty. I've already been called old tonight. Okay, <laughs> shut up. Okay, Chris, who did you have? Um, I went with somebody that I thought was going to do the terrifiedness well, mm-hmm. but also be a little more stronger than what Shelly uh, Shelley gave us. Um, I went with Carrie Mulligan. Nice. Oh, I like it. I like that actress. I like her as an actress. She um, is really good in... Um... Promising Young Woman. Yes. Yes. That's a good movie. Have you seen that one? It's... Uh, dark it's dark it's dark <laughs> but she's a great actress oh yeah and i think she has she has that look to her where you would almost be like yeah she looks like she could kind of be a weaker person but mm-hmm. she's also then plays roles where she's super oh. strong well and she's all very that. strong in uh, yeah. the one i just mentioned yeah but like yeah so she's a great actress mm-hmm. i like her she is who'd you have I went with a very much, very much a last minute entry um, into this, and After with, your multiple choices, and went with Samantha Weaving, Ooh. who was the main character in Ready or Not, which we watched the other day. Oh yeah, she was also in Bill and Ted. She was also in Bill and Ted. Oh, but Ready or Not I was, was surprised good. how good that movie was. Bill and Ted, Ready or Not. Oh, oh okay. I was like it's Bill good. and Ted was. Yeah, yeah. I think you'll like and, Ready and or Not. It's was, kind of the can. And she was so good it's in funny. that, and that's. Mm-hmm. Kind of exactly what I want my Wendy to be. She screamed, she cried, but she fought mm-hmm. back. Oh yeah, and she like, did. Did yeah. she ever? And they were not happy about yeah. that. Like she was not. Like, she wasn't she the did Such a good job. Yeah. So. Hmm? Yeah. Good choice. Thank you. Oh, your choices are so much better than mine. Again, I had like six different casts. Yeah, for this movie. good point. <laughs> we just kept going. Yeah. Okay. Next, Jack. Mr. Jack. 
Do we need to talk about Jack Nicholson again? We've talked about it a number of times. One flew over the cuckoo's nest. Yes. Uh, a few good men. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He is. We've done a, a couple Jack Nicholson. I know. Yeah. Like I, I know he often just plays Jack. Hmm. But I think when he actually does go out of his way to play something else, like he did in One Flew, like he did in mm-hmm. A Few Good Men, I think he does it partially, partly in this. He does a lot of Jack in this still. But like when he actually does the crazy parts, yeah. he is so terrifying. And I think he does such a good job. Well, one of the things they talked about um, in the IMDb fun facts, trivias, because um, he, he's apparently a method actor, and the scene where he's yelling at uh, Wendy about when I'm in here, I'm working, even if I'm not typing. Yeah. And he said apparently he pulled that because he also writes too. And he's like, he pulled that from his own experience where he had one of those moments where, with his then girlfriend. And he was like, and then he realized like, oh yeah, crap. So that's how he got really into it. But I think he's great in this. Like, yeah. But again, you know exactly what you're going to get when you see him. But like, and that, and that's what I think one of the failings of the movie is like because the fact that you don't see Happy Family Jack mm-hmm. in the beginning, you only see him driving up there, and then oh yeah, but it would immediately have, he's crazy. It would have also right? been better though if he had gotten into the maze with with Danny mm-hmm. and then realized what he was doing and just stopped, yeah, mm-hmm. and let Danny get away, yeah. right? Instead of just running around, going, yeah, clunk. <laughs> And then freezing. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, that's a great meme. This comes the, up all the, the time. The frozen, frozen Jack. Jack yeah. Yep. yeah. So, who's your Jack? All right. I went with Oliver Jackson Cohen. I'm pretty sure that's how you say the name. So he was the drug addict in the um, haunting of uh, Hill House, and also the. Um, He's the tall Irish guy. Yes. Yeah. The the guy who also. The guy who was uh, way too good looking to be a heroin addict. Yeah, but then, but then he was also like, what was he for the Bly Manor? He was the um the sleazy, yeah, like, sleazy business partner. But he looks in both those. He looks so creepy. Yeah, he does. So, and the fact that also in the Bly Manor he comes off as charming, he's flirting with the mm-hmm. what was she was taking housekeeper? Yeah, housekeeper nanny, taking whatever. nanny. You know, so he has this charming side to him, so you could do that where, like, he's really fatherly, but then go really, really creepy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's in his eyes. He's got, like, really creepy eyes. Hmm. Yeah. Chris? I don't creepy You eyes. probably don't know who that is. That's fine. He hasn't seen the shows. No. You should. They're good. And Midnight Mass, really good. It's because she thinks Rahul Coley's attractive. That doesn't hurt. No, I was okay. casting as my jack. I yeah. also, have you, do you what if you're he, seven jacks? Do you know what he looks like? He is very attractive. I also, and, and then in another the Oh, other look, version, he came up right up. And then, a, and then another, okay. another one, I almost cast him as my um, my dick, but he was he's a little too young to play mm. dick. So. I'm going to do favorite and save this picture for later. Good. You. Uh, family. family. Podcast. <laughs> we probably should change that to, Jeez. you know, PG-13 podcast. Chris, who's your... Uh, so I wanted somebody that I knew was going to be, I don't want to say like normal, but was more of the family man, and you could look at him and he'd be fine, and then he could do the craziness. And I went with Jake Gyllenhaal. Nice. Yeah, okay, that's Because good. you can yep. see him in roles where he's the super fam, like nice family guy, and then... You Nightcrawler? Yeah. I he's insane one. in that one. Yeah, but he just, he can go that range of 
you know, yeah, you kind of look like nice, and then just straight up creepy and crazy. Did you ever see Enemies? No. That so, was with Chris Pine, right? No. No? Am I thinking of something else? So there's a weird movie he's in called Enemies. I think it's called Enemies, where he finds out that he has a double. <laughs> but weird twist at the end, the double ends up being a giant, like, room-sized spider. Oh, I've seen that. Oh, what the hell? <laughs> I've seen and that And that's kind of how the movie ends. And you're I like, never want to see what that What the shit movie? is this? <laughs> I hate spiders. It's one of the... It pops up on, like, I think, yeah. like, Watch Mojo's yeah. top ten like weird Like, weirdest twist. endings to a film. Because it's thing. literally... He walks out of the room and walks back in, and it's just this massive... And we're not talking like just big spider, like it's like the ones from the Doctor Who. Remember the remember that spider <laughs> oh episode God, of Doctor Who? I don't like yeah, it. but it's just like there, and then he just kind of it's his face, and then it just ends. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but yes, Jake Gyllenhaal. John Gyllenhaal. That's a good choice. Yeah. yeah, I liked him in um, Far From Home. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. Mysterio. Yeah, yeah he was really good in that. And again, he plays that like super friendly guy, and then he's such a dick. Yeah. Such a dick. <laughs> In a mocap outfit, which is so amazing. <laughs> that's what made that... Mysterio great, though. No, I know that's why it was so amazing that he was just walking around in a mocap outfit. And you're like, this, this rocks with like... a fishbowl on his head <laughs> yeah. to control everything, but so yeah. good. So, who's your Jack? Um, I picked Jonathan Majors, um, from Lovecraft Country. Yep. Oh, okay. Um, also Kang. Because yep. of Kang. Yep. Because of how crazy Kang is. So, fun fact. Not so fun fact. That's who I originally had down as Halloran. <gasps> no, cool. Yeah. And then I read he was. Way too young. Yeah, but then I read he's, Halloran's. He's younger than you guys. I know. Like, oh. He's 32. Wow. Oh. But then, yeah, Halloran's 60, and I went, yeah, yeah okay, no. Yeah. But no, I, I picked him because of both those things, both Lovecraft mm-hmm. Country and his role as Kang, because in Lovecraft Country, he plays this calm person who then shit happens. <laughs> And, like, shit goes weird, right? And mm-hmm. it's the same with Kang. Like, he does such a good job as Kang. Um, I really hope we get more of that. I think Kang. you'll you'll see more of that. So, but, yeah, I think he's just amazing. And I kind of loved him in the, as this horror person from Lovecraft mm-hmm. Country. I really liked that show. I really liked it, too. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my Jack. Cool. Good old Jack. Good old Jack. I really enjoyed watching this By the movie. way, would you throw any cameos yeah. in if you could? No. I'd totally put Jack Nicholson somewhere. He doesn't work anymore. He's retired. I don't care. Is he? <laughs> yeah. I didn't retired know that. For years. Oh. Yeah, I don't care. He can still yeah. show up. Yeah. Shows up in I one think, of the pictures. I think he'd rather put Shelly in. Yeah. Like, of all the people to put in a... In, in a... <laughs> no, I don't think you want Shelly Duvall to remember her time on The Shining. No, but I, th- I think... I think. Or pull put... the original Danny out. Yeah, he was in Doctor Sleep. Yeah. Like they put him in Doctor Sleep. Oh yeah, that's for right. For a scene. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I think if you're gonna do a cameo, I think you do Shelley as like the receptionist, okay. who just says hi, mm-hmm. right? Hi, I'm leaving. <laughs> or like it should be literally with her bags, like I'm out of here. Well, thank God. There, there's there's a um, the reason Dick is leaving. So he goes to Florida every year to mm-hmm. work during the winter break, but um. He's not coming back after this year uh, in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, this is his last year because the, uh, an, a maid went into room 237 and got, or 217 and got scared from the woman in the tub. So, because she could see him, her. Yeah. So he went in to look and saw her as well. And he's like, I'm out. This is, I'm done. Um, you could put that as, you could put that character as Shelly, yeah. right? Like something. I- 
as you mentioned that, it's kind of like again. weird that it was, you know, that Dick kind of knew about the hotel, but then nothing really happened with him being there. Like, it was almost... It did. It did, but, but his, then... his shining is so weak. Yeah. Like, he had bad dreams. Hmm. Like, he had really bad dreams, and he saw the lady in the tub, yeah. and that's why he decided to leave. But, like, yeah, it was just, he was just so weak. His, hmm. his shining was a lot weaker than Danny's. So, like, Danny contacted him... From Colorado to Florida. Like, that's a pretty big psychic blast. This is right? this is Halloran time. What yeah. are you doing in here, Danny? <laughs> Get out of here. So I was looking at a magazine. <laughs> anyway, that is the show. He shining. had weird paintings on his wall, so I'm not even going to go there. The giant afro. Yeah. The yeah. <laughs> titties. All right. Well, that's the shining. Danielle, where can they find you? Oh, you can find me on Instagram at Fionavir, F-I-O-N-V-A. Oh, God, I can't even. You know what? Whatever. Fionavir. We got yeah, it. Whatever. Go, go back. It's fine. Listen, I haven't even been on there for a while. Yeah. I need to post stuff. Get on there. Chris, where can we find you? Find me on Etsy at the Canuck Comic Guy store, as well as on Instagram, although I don't post much on there <laughs> either. either. But at Canuck Comic Guy store. You too. You can no, check me out. on your social medias. Well, hey, I've been busy with Halloween. I think you were following me now, but I'm going to guess you weren't the one that did that. I have no idea. Probably. I don't really pay. your sister with hers is following you. Danielle, yeah. where can they find us? <laughs> okay, you can find us at Facebook at Recasted. You can find us on Twitter at Recasted Pod. On Spotify, iTunes, Podbean, Google Podcasts. Yes. We are recasted, by the way. Yeah, there is another recasted on there. Oh, was there? Yeah. But they are 2.0. They only have 14 episodes. We have over 100. So oh, yeah, we have a lot. Listen to our episodes. Yes. Yeah. We've been doing this for a while. So, no movie next week. We do, have an, we do have an episode coming. We have a spare episode. Yes, we have. That's special. Don't say spare what's wrong. Yeah, with spare you? sounds like it's like, oh, it's in the trunk. It is in the trunk. No, this is a we're special episode. We're going to all the three of us going to get together and we're going to list off our personal favorite horror films. Top 10. Um, and it's going to come out Halloween Day. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yay. So watch your favorite Halloween movies. And then tell us what or, they are. Sorry, horror movies. Well, Chris, do you want to do your horror. Oh, Okay. Well, from all of us here at Recasted. Go ahead. Say what you just said. Go watch your favorite horror movie. Go watch your favorite horror movies.